Did you know more than one in seven U.S. adults have kidney disease and many don't know it? This National Kidney Month, find out what causes kidney disease and what you can do to take control of your health. Take a no-cost Kidney Smart class online at www.davita.com slash kidneysmart. That's www.davita.com slash kidneysmart. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Five Rings Podcast, Road to Tokyo on the Sports Podcasting Network. Your weekly fix leading up to the 2020 Olympic Games with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramie. Follow us and listen to us live on Twitter at Five Rings Podcast and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Sports Podcasting Network for more content. Good day, good night and welcome to the Five Rings Podcast for Tuesday, February 4th. 2020, I'm Kevin Laramie, joined by Dwayne Rollins. As always, Dwayne, it's uh, the Road to Tokyo edition of the Five Rings podcast up until the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. The question is, will there be a Tokyo 2020 Olympics? We'll, we'll try to answer that question. Of course, we're referring to the coronavirus happening right now in China, in Asia, spreading around the world. To this day, to this moment, Dwayne, around 425 persons have died. Over 10,000, over 17,000 actually persons have been infected worldwide about this coronavirus and it has led to a lot of cancellations of major events happening in China and in Japan and in Asia per se. Yeah, look, I mean, it does seem a little extreme to be talking about this 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 early, but at the same time, there have been major events moved before. Now, the, there is no more major event than the Olympics when you're talking about the sporting world, obviously, particularly the Summer Olympics. And, you know, I think it's it's also worth talking. We're the road to Tokyo, but the road to Beijing is going to be the next round of the Five Rings podcast. And uh, that's in China. So obviously that's two years away or eight. So it's exactly two years away this month. So th- there's a lot of time there and you would hope that this, you know, if we're still talking about this, then, then there's a problem. So let's hope that doesn't happen. But, but certainly this is something worth keeping an eye on. Now we look, I don't want to be alarmist when we're talking about this. And there are a lot of good articles out there that explain the overall risk. But when any new virus comes in and is causing panic, like this one is, I think it's worth mentioning and just in a general sense how this affects major competitions like this and how the sporting world is not immune to the rest of the world and how uh, maybe they need to, you know, make make arrangements to make sure that they are protected as much as possible from this. Now, you know, in Brazil, we had this as well with the, the mosquito borne stuff, but Zika, but that didn't really work out too much. But uh, nonetheless, here we are again. Four years later. 
here we are again. It, it seems it will always be a case, but this is spreading really quickly, and it's gathering not just headlines around the world, but also uh, a lot of, of, of worry across the world. Here is a beginning of an article on Fortune.com talking about this. Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has said on Monday that Japan is keeping in close touch with the World Health Organization and other groups to ensure a coronavirus outbreak will not affect the Tokyo Summer Olympics. Abe's statement comes on the heels of rumors that Japan may cancel the Olympics over fears of the coronavirus, which has now infected more than 17,000 people worldwide and killed over now 425. Organizers had to refute rumors sparked on social media after a German news outlet reported on a meeting between the IOC and the World Health Organization, which did take place actually, and stated that the outbreak may have a significant impact on the games. We'll touch in a few minutes, Dwayne, on on the few postponements and cancellations of event, but the fact that there was already a meeting between the IOC and the World Health Organization surrounding this coronavirus outbreak or coronavirus, at least, epidemic, because right now it's an epidemic, when it's only in one population, one continent, it's called an epidemic. When it's over two, it's now a pandemic. But this epidemic is sparking a lot of, of worry. And Dwayne, just a caveat, that meeting could have been an information meeting also for the Tokyo 2020 and International Olympic Committee asking the World Health Organization for more information and clarity on this outbreak, which could possibly be the basis of this meeting. But it's a lot to take in right now. It, well, for sure. And look, they'd be smart to not, or they'd be smart to do this, to make this plan. They'd be dumb not to, right? You have to plan for everything. You have to plan for the most extreme. No one questions it on the security side of things. They would do mock drills about terrorist attacks all the time and that's highly unlikely to happen we've seen several olympics worth it out happening since atlanta was the last time something significant happened at those but they can so they have to plan for it a health problem a virus problem is always going to be an issue when you're dealing with an event that brings people from every corner of the world together and in close contact for a short period of time in a small area you know think about your own self on a micro level when you fly you're more often to come back with the sniffles, aren't you? And that's because you have a lot of people that you don't normally have contact with and a lot of viruses that you don't normally have contact with that your body can't fight off, right? This is just a different level of that. And yeah. look, there will be stages to something like to cancel the Olympics. That, that's, that would be absurd, right? Right now, absolutely, that would be an absurd thing to talk about at this point in time. You're talking about a virus that has killed, and I don't want to dismiss the, no. the loss of life here in any way, but from a global perspective, has, has killed a very tiny amount, less than the actual flu does right now. Well, less, but than, if it can... uh, less than things falling from, from buildings. I think in their statistics yeah. every year, there's like thousands of people dying every year from things falling off buildings and landing on people's heads. So, no, you're right. Yeah, so, so right now, this is something to keep an eye on, just as we are, you know, I think the city I'm in is a little more acutely aware of these things because we have a large population that comes from the country that this is... Um, starting in in china and uh you know sars the the last time this happened that was also coming out of china and affected this city which got shut down for a couple weeks so you can see how it can spread to another city but prakash i think they learned from the sars virus yeah. a great deal and that is what i think 
is maybe happening across the world right now with a lot of people very that have that experience within memory, within living memory. That was SARS was two thousand and three. Twenty two to two thousand two, two thousand three. So yes. Yeah. So so it's not that long ago. Uh, most people can remember it and and they've learned from it. And and I think this is part of that planning. But you know, in terms of these games, you're not going to just like snap your fingers one day and say, oh well, too bad guys, go home. <laughs> no, you're going to do stages, and the first stage would be you know, perhaps to make sure that there, you would have close examination of who was coming to the area. You know, an extreme stage, but not the final stage, would be to prevent spectators, well, which would be unfortunate, but it would also be hap- be able to maybe happen. And then the third and, stage yeah. would probably be to move it somewhere. Yeah, well, for sure. And those are good points, and that I was going there. Before cancellation, there'll be contingency. And don't get me wrong, there is contingency and protocols in place right now, probably, in the IOC and their mode of modus operandi. There's probably a situation. Things will get even kicked into gear if it becomes worse. And, you know, right now it is an emergency, worldwide emergency, decreed by the World Health Organization. And we'll see if it becomes more serious, if it becomes a pandemic. But you mentioned SARS, 2002, 2003, of course, in the Toronto area coming from China. Uh, it's a precedent. We've seen this. And it did lead to cancellations of events and sporting events, cultural events, religious events, events uh, from around the world. And this time around, there's already a few events have been canceled. The day after the U.S. government altered its travel advisory for China to do not travel, uh, most extreme designation, by the way, the Boston Symphony Orchestra canceled its Asia tour. The UN, the United Nations Convention on Biodiversity was also canceled. The Asia Horse Week was canceled in Hong Kong. Uh, rescheduling of event in Hong Kong has started for many different things. Sporting events are being canceled left and right when we talk about regular season, different type of sports in the different Asian countries as we are talking. So there is a precedent. But if you go back to your memory, Dwayne, in 2002-2003, what was off the top of your head, or if you actually remember deeper than that, the effect on the local sports scene and local sporting events that were canceled due to SARS, which is a cousin, a distant, but a cousin nonetheless of what a coronavirus actually is. So there is similarities there and maybe some parallels to draw. Yeah, just to say for disclosure, I was um, living in New Brunswick at the, that time, but I was back in Ontario constantly because I'm from here, obviously. Um, so I don't have intimate knowledge of what it was like in the city per se. I have talked to other people that were here that day and it, it was a ghost town in Toronto. There were, but there's also a lot of people that, that look back at it kind of fondly because it, it sort of, um, made them connect with people a little bit more. And there's lots of stories about that at that time. And it came right on the backs of the, um, the hydro outage that we had for the, for the few weeks or for a week or so here too. So it was kind of a strange time in this city's history. Um, in terms of the sports events, there were some canceled, yes. Uh, there were a lot less people doing public things during the duration of that, and, and then it very quickly surpassed to the point that, you know, they had a massive concert uh, at Downsview Park with, you know, the Rolling Stones headlined, and it was uh, a big public event that was meant to demonstrate that you shouldn't be afraid to be in public anymore, and, and this city quickly recovered. I was in the city immediately around that concert time, and I can tell you that there was sort of a like a, a belief that they should be out and we should be doing things to show that this is ridiculous, that we can't be paranoid, we can't live with fear. And, and I think maybe 
the response I've seen so far in Toronto to this, because there is that connection and there is a massive Chinese expat population here. There are a lot of direct flights daily from China. They have been reduced. There have been a lot of things that are taking place. The Canadian government is is created a, a quarantine situation for Canadians that are coming back from the affected area, which is a bit extreme. And I, I don't know what I feel about that quite yet, particularly since it's been set up about a five kilometers from my parents but anyway it's another story <laughs> altogether yeah, um, but of course and there's also examples like that uh, cruise ship now infamously being quarantined with 3,700 people aboard and there's a lot of the same examples across the world uh, of quarantine of people taking their their due diligence and also like I'd rather be over careful than not in these cases because one case that propagates to thousands very quickly when we're talking about travel situation and the lunar the new year of course doesn't really come at a good time in the, this situation and that's the one event in the chinese calendar that actually makes a lot of people in china travel and there's more people traveling now than ever before so it's like a, a perfect storm for for this thing to potentially become a pandemic and i think that's where the worries and that's where contingency plans are being written and put into place right now across the world across sporting events we've talked about the indoor athletics world championship which is happening right now a couple days ago finished i think which i wanted to talk about this week but uh i guess uh, i got preempted yeah well and again this is really early stages and i think it's just important to be aware that the, again that the olympics aren't in a vacuum that they have to operate in the world and, and you think about this from the beijing winter games in 22 Two years apart, as I said, if we're still talking about this virus in two years' time, this virus has truly spread to a dangerous level, and that's, a, you know, we're probably not having this podcast anymore, right? We'll probably, you know, hold up in our little vacuum <laughs> seal somewhere. Maybe it's the beginning of the zombie apocalypse, no offense. Yeah, but, uh... so that's, that's not go there quite yet. But the point I was making that with that is, is if this was reversed, if this was a Winter Olympics year, well, I don't know what they'd do in the last second. They'd have to make a move. And I think that the message here is that the Olympics have to be able to be prepared to pivot and the pivot probably would be to play these events or to do either to defer, which would be probably choice one for most people because these cities have already invested a lot and they have the infrastructure ready to go. So you pivot out and this is what happened in 2003 with the women's world cup, which was scheduled to be in China. Um, the I or the sorry FIFA at that point pulled the plug quite early and said, you know what? We, we just can't risk this. We don't know where this is going to be. But what we're going to do is we're going to assume that this is going to be figured out in 2008, or sorry, 2007, um, and you're going to have the World Cup in 2007, and we're going to put the World Cup in 2003, where it was supposed to be in China, is going to go to a country that, that we know can host it. In this case, it was the United States, and they were able to quickly pivot into that. Now, a soccer tournament's a little easier to do on a dime than it would be to do in the full Olympic Games. Just because of the but, multitude of events, different arenas, different time, but... Here's my solution to maybe that, or maybe here's an idea. And it's not just because of this pandemic. It's something I've been thinking about for a while, because uh, if you're looking at big events in the world of sports, like World Cup in Qatar, that's coming in 2022, and others, because of controversies and some things, that there's a lot of, of use of having maybe a backup, maybe having a number two city, that its role would be, to be ready in case there's something and it's the future city to host the games after 
So maybe in the future, I know that the games have already been awarded for 2024 and for 2026 and 2028. It's in the works now and it's going to happen quickly. 2028, we already know that because that's how they do things now, but a bit quicker. But maybe for after that, you need to name the same way they did now. You name example. Let's name 2032 goes to uh, to Reykjavik in Iceland. I don't know why I said that, but but it's fine. It goes to Reykjavik in Iceland, Dwayne, in 2022. And in 2026, you already decide that it will go example to Melbourne in Australia. But for 2022, Melbourne's role is to be ready in case there's something wrong that happens in Reykjavik. There's a very, 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 very small percentage that it, that it happened, very small probability that it happens. But if it does, there's a contingency plan there. There's already an idea of what we will do. And the uncertainty of the world of today, not just for health reasons like this, a possible pandemic outbreak that could happen, but also geopolitical reasons in the future. War, just war. Maybe we'll be out of water by 2020, 2032 in the entire world. And it's going to be the, the beginning of the water wars, but not like in the water world, actually like people battling for, for drinking water. So you never know what's going to happen. Maybe contingency plans will need to be in place and maybe having a backup or a surrogate city if possible and that city, because it fulfills that role this one time, it got it gets the Olympic four years after. Yeah, well, I, I would say that it make more sense to have the city that most recently hosted be the backup. Would it absolutely. Not, but, well, of course, yeah, yeah. It, for sure, it would absolutely. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So, so Rio in this case, or London. But then would what, work. what do you do if it happens back to back Olympics? The same place just got three Olympics because, of like, well, we got it because the other place were bombed. That's like, <laughs> you know what we're, we're almost there anyway. <laughs> that's a topic Bob, that we'll probably yeah. have in another day. The other option too would be to have you know some people have suggested that that having a permanent host is the the way the future of the Olympic movement and um I on one level don't love that but on the other level increasingly understand that maybe that makes sense uh you yeah. know sadly it could not be olympia the greece i think has shown <laughs> probably is not the place oh, for that well, but oh, i have an idea so with global warming places in the, on this planet are becoming way more hospitable than before antarctica has land underneath it and soon it'll be dry soon it'll be warm dear uh Dwayne. so maybe antarctica as a continent becomes the olympic continent Literally. Sure, and you we're, do the uh, games there every freaking time. As long Winter as we're too. in the sci, we're in a sci-fi podcast now. But um, at any rate, although there is some suggestion that as the ice caps melt, there's going to be more viruses come out of the ice caps that we haven't seen in thousands oh, of years. Good luck. And now we're getting into a really weird kind of combination podcast here. But no, uh, um, this this podcast is brought to you by Standard Life. Get your life insurance while it counts. Exactly. Let's continue. Um, Anyhow, uh, the, yeah, then to get back to this, though, look, I don't think there's going to be a problem with Tokyo. First off, I, I have uh, maybe naive faith, but faith nonetheless that health professionals can contain this and that well, this will get dealt with in plenty of time for this summer. Um, and, you know, it also I have a geography degree. I know that Japan and China are not the same place. They're relatively close, but they're not the same place. So they're, they're sh it should be fine. <laughs> so there's that. But I'm glad that they're doing this, these precautions. And, and I think that that's, you know, again, a positive thing. And uh, there's no way to completely hide from this. Because, again, is not to belabor this, but if the Olympic cycles were flipped and this was China happening now, like, oh, imagine this. We'd be two weeks away from the opening ceremonies. 
they would not have any choice but to bump this. I don't think if that's the case, they, I don't know whether you'd move it. Like maybe you flip it to the period of time for the Paralympics and hope it gets contained by then. (laughs) I don't know. But you'd have athletes not wanting to go. And that's the big problem there. We saw that with Zika with, you know, particularly the golf field was decimated by it. It's a bit of a weird one because the golfers <laughs> weren't buying into the tournament anyway. But No, but they were the, the only ones that could use that as an excuse because so we're outside for four and a half hours, so we have the most risk there possible of being bit by a mosquito because we're literally where mosquitoes breed. That was probably an excuse used by a lot of them on that There's day. There's a whole lot of nothing about Zika. Oh, my oh, God. But, but to this day, though, I just went to Jamaica last summer, and uh, my doctor told me not to uh, procreate in the next year. Just in case, because there's still a big, a big risk factor. So, so those things, even though we we don't hear from it after it becomes news, like after the 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 cycle of news, the news cycle goes around to something else. We don't hear about it. But Ebola is still present around the world, same as this uh, Zika virus. So we'll see what coronavirus does. But Dwayne, there's always a virus. There's always something, yeah. right? In 2014, it was Zika. And if we go to 2010, wasn't it like the, a fever? Everyone was worried yeah, about some, some fever not. in South Africa. So for the World Cup there and their their first, there's always something, right? Okay, yeah. fine. When, when it was a little hammer, no one was worried about anything in little hammer. Yeah. Fine, but you know what I mean? It, yeah, little hammer was, I think that was everyone's idea. <laughs> Everyone wants Lily Hammer to be back again. Like even today, when I would mention this on Twitter, uh, our our friend Tristan would say, "We should have it in Lily Hammer." Everyone, yeah, I don't think Tristan's old enough to remember Lily Hammer, but nonetheless, it's, it's <laughs> I confirm to you, he was not. I, I was ten in Lily Hammer. Tristan was not ten. Let's put it that way. To to, to be fair to uh, the new member of the Sports Podcasting Network. There you go. Um, look, yeah, you're exactly right. That is my. Like I'm taking this very seriously as as anyone should. Um, I listen to the news every morning when I get up, and this is dominating the newscast. So the world is taking this seriously, and that's that's a positive thing. But I also think that we can't protect our life. We can't put a bubble wrap over ourselves and and live in a vacuum, right? You know, we see people walking around the city wearing those masks, which is hilarious because they do nothing. <laughs> they do not help you prevent <laughs> getting the virus. You're better off washing your hands than wearing that mask. That mask doesn't stop you from touching things. And guess what? Did you open a door today? You did? Well, yeah. you actually shook the hands of about a thousand people. At Unless you're wearing one of those like full masks that they wear on warfare <laughs> to avoid chemical warfare, you're you're not going to protect yourself from a virus. So- Unless you're wearing a hazmat suit, a hazardous material suit. Unless you're wearing that one. You're probably at the same risk as as we all are. So the moral today is pretty much wash your hands. That that's the best thing you could do today. Yeah, and even to to that point, look, I I, I think that sometimes we we overprotect. There's there's a syndrome. We're getting really off the rails from an Olympic show today, but there's a symptom called clean baby syndrome. Yeah, peanut allergies. Um, I know. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. We've, we've protected them and. Cl- cleanses the world to the point that we we can't handle anything that's even a little bit weird and our body like starts attacking itself over the stra- strangest little foreign invader even ones that are, are harmless delicious <laughs> even yeah, ones yeah. that are delicious that's yeah i i yeah i agree it, exactly so so here we go but with this look hopefully this does not last into next year although i suspect it will last to this summer so again, I'm putting the Winter Olympics on the shelf for now, and and hopefully, it does not prevent the athletes from getting there. It may prevent 
people from traveling there that wanted to watch yeah. it, and that's unfortunate. But I'm not going to lose sleep over that. We've seen several Olympics where the amount of people that got to the country that they could is, has been limited because of where it's been. I mean, Pyeongchang was not, not just... exactly that well attended from other people outside the country, even from people inside the country. Wait, when, you um, were, when you were a kid and watching the Olympics, going to the Olympics wasn't a thing. You were hoping the Olympics would come to you. Traveling yeah. to the extent that it is today was not a thing 20 years ago, never mind 30. And how many Olympics did we have since then? It, it's been four to five Olympics, I would say, in, in the entirety of the, the, the Olympic movement, that traveling to an Olympic is literally a thing where most of the fans attending the events are coming from out of town. It, it, this is a new phenomenon. It's not... It's not part of the original ideology or culture of the Olympics. This is a recent phenomenon that, that we could do without if, if we have to. Yeah, and look, I was in J school in 2010, so I wasn't able to get to Vancouver. I'm a little regretful for that because I think it would have been delightful to be part of that party, but that's what it would have been, a party. Um, and I would have went to two events, and I wouldn't have seen the games in the way that I like to see the games. You know, I'm planning on taking two weeks off work and sitting in front of five monitors and podcasting <laughs> twice a day. Like, so, honey, honey, can you bring me my food? Okay, where's my neti pot? Okay, and where's yeah. my, where's my where's my chamber pot? Thank you, thank you, because I'm not leaving <laughs> my room. I'm staying here. I don't know who has to clean that pot. That's not my problem, but I'm not leaving the room. I'm staying here. <laughs> you knew who I was. You knew who I was you, when you married me. You knew who you married. This is on you. That one's on you. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, the point being, if this is going to, if that's, you know, I could see if I I was elderly and I was planning to go to Asia right now, I may reconsider. But I am a, you know, relatively healthy man. That, you know, sometimes I can maybe change, make some lifestyle changes that stuck yeah. in ourselves. So I just had some ringolos for lunch. But <laughs> hey, hey. It's, it's a wheat product, right? So, so you're good. Got some, yeah. got some cereals in there. That's not yeah, bad. exactly. Anyway. But, you know, uh, all the cases of coronavirus so far are 40 year olds and over. So maybe who knows? But yeah, it is uh, affecting more the elderly population and it hits a lot more. Uh, very young, very old. That's exactly. exactly. But he, there's no cases of very young yet. So it's something else. And yes, it does come probably. There's a 96% uh, match with a bat coronavirus, with this coronavirus. So it's probably coming from a bat and then evolved to be able to be transmitted from a bat to a human and then a human to a human. And no, it's not that stupid video of the lady eating the bat soup. Come on, Google it. You shouldn't be that naive. It's also not the Corona beer. There were some people returning Corona beer. Oh my beer god! Yeah, that's just, that's just like not even worth saying something about it. Well, it is funny, uh, but nonetheless, funny yeah. in a way that like go hit your head on a wall. Funny because you, you thought that <laughs> well, was true. Probably why they they think that. Um, <laughs> hey, concussions! Let's talk about concussions. It's evolved to concussions. No, look, yeah. It's something to talk about because it is possible that this could have an effect, but I do think that there are solutions in the air. And look, if they have to, if this does spread to the, no, I'm not making light of this. If, if this causes a delay in the Olympics, then we have more things to worry about than the fact that our swimming is not on TV, right? It, it means that there's a problem and people are really getting sick from this thing. So that's, that's just hope that this is, you know, being dealt with that way and that, 
it's good that Olympics have all sorts of backup plans in place. And, and the more this happens, the more we learn. And I think, as I said, from the SARS virus in, in 2003, which I do remember, you know, from having talking to friends and families that were living in Toronto and, and just being Canadian and watching it play out because it was affecting a lot of Canadians. Um, you know, it, we're more ready for it now than we were then. And I, I think we can, we can pivot pretty quickly if we need to. Let us know if you think the coronavirus will have any effect on the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympic Games. You can contact us on Twitter, of course, at Five Rings Podcast, Dwayne at 24th Minute, and myself at Kev Laramie. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Five Rings Podcast. And if you want to hear more about Dwayne and I's Olympic love, you can go to our Patreon page available at patreon.com slash sports podcasting network. The next edition of Five Rings Extra is in the works, should be out before next week. Talking about, yes, the 1976 Summer Olympic Games in Montreal. Episode 3 will be focusing on the Olympic boxing tournament the sweet, sweet science of boxing in the squared circle with Sugar Ray Leonard and that beautiful Olympic boxing tournament. Maybe the last great boxing Olympic tournament. And we'll talk about that and more. But until next time, as always, usually I say own your podium, enjoy your podium, and enjoy your amateur sports. Today, how about everyone go washes their hands? Did you know more than one in seven U.S. adults have kidney disease and many don't know it? This National Kidney Month, find out what causes kidney disease and what you can do to take control of your health. Take a no-cost Kidney Smart class online at www.davita.com slash kidneysmart. That's www.davita.com slash kidneysmart. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.